it is Thursday night, and you've probably been thinking, where is the Practical Parsha podcast? This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with the Practical Parsha podcast. I hope you're doing well. Thank God it's been very busy as we get closer and closer to the new year. And right now it's, it's about 1230, and I'm here now to speak to you about the Parsha. And if you listen very closely to this podcast, you might even hear my wife in the other room chopping, cutting, washing, getting all the stuff ready for Rosh Hashanah. Thank God it's been a very busy week, but I'm still here to talk about the last Parsha of the year, Parshas Nitzavim. I am so excited. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to wish me a Shana Tova and tell me how you like this podcast, how it's affected you, how you enjoy it, feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi Shlomo Cohen with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And additionally, I wanted to thank you for the time that you take to listen to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. I wanted to wish everybody a Shana Tova Omasuka, sweet new year of success, of happiness, a year that we all fulfill our potential in Ruchnias and Gashmias, our spiritual potentials, our material potentials, health, happiness, and everything good. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Nitzavim. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, the book of Devarim, which is the fifth book in the Torah, is a sort of a last will and testament of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's God's instructions to Moshe Rabbeinu to speak to the Jewish nation as they're about to enter the land of Israel. And the book of Devarim begins 37 days before Moshe Rabbeinu's death. And in the book of Devarim we have, we have inspiration, we have mitzvos, we have instructions, we have what the Jewish people should not do. And now we're culminating in the last four parshias of the Torah, which is Nitzavim, Vayelech, Hazinu, and Vizos Habracha. Now, it's interesting to note that Parshas Nitzavim and following till the end of the Torah was all said on the last day of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. And Moshe, is a, before he is about to pass the mantle of leadership to Yoshua, he enters the Jewish people into one last covenant, a covenant between God and the Jewish nation that our actions control our destiny. That if we do good, the blessings will come. And God forbid, if we don't do good, then the curses can, God forbid, come upon us. The Parsha contains, as well, the eventual redemption of the Jewish people from exile, the ingathering of the exiles. And we discuss the messages of the Torah, that learning the Torah, studying Torah, doing mitzvos, is something that is within reach of every Jewish person. And the the last paragraph of the Torah portion ends off with a moving plea that the Jewish people should choose life. They should choose the path of the Torah as it's set in front of us to choose the, the life of Torah and the path of mitzvos. Now, this week, Sunday night, will begin Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year and being said, Parsha's Nitzavim is the last Parsha of the year. And it's always like that. 
no matter the year, Parshas Nitzavim will always be read before Rosh Hashanah. Sometimes it's a double Parsha. It's read together with Parshas Vayelech. This year it's read by itself. And the Gemara Megillah discusses why that is. Why is it read in this way? And the Tosos in Megillah says that the reason why Parshas Nitzavim is always read before Rosh Hashanah is because that the year should finish with its curses. That there are some curses in in the Parsha, in Parshas Nitzavim, in Parshas Nitzavim. And the idea is, is that the year should finish, we should read the curses that are left in the Torah, and we should finish the year. And then next week, we start fresh with the rest of the Torah, with Parshas Vayelech, Hazinu, and Vezos Abracha, which is more of the blessings that Moshe Rabbeinu gives to the Jewish people. Now, I wanted to share one thought on this vein, this idea of Shetich Lashanah that the year finishes with its curses, and really ties into Rosh Hashanah. Because just like Parshas Nitzavim is always read before Rosh Hashanah, because we want to finish off any bad thing and start the year fresh, we should, God willing, when we go into Rosh Hashanah, we should keep this in mind as well. That many times we feel that there are things that hold us back. We all have baggage. We have different issues. We have challenges. And we, we sort of yearn for new beginnings, a, a fresh start to try to leave the past behind a little bit. And Judaism stresses very much as this idea of renewal. There's many examples throughout the Jewish year and in the Jewish religion where the symbolism is a, a, a idea of renewal. You have Rosh Chodesh, the moon waxes and wanes, that it gets big, gets small, right? It's this idea that there's a cycle. And you see it in different areas, and especially now, Rosh Hashanah itself represents a new year, a new beginning. We have the ability to leave the past behind with, with tshuva, with coming back, with returning to Hashem, to leaving our, our bad, our curses behind in the last year, and starting the year on, uh, with a fresh slate, going forward with that commitment to be better, to improve ourselves, try to improve in certain areas in our lives. And I just wanted to tie together this message from the Parsha to the holiday of Rosh Hashanah that will be coming upon us, God willing, next week, that we shouldn't feel that if there are things that were holding us back in this past year, we should finish it, leave it behind. The year should finish with those bad things, those challenges, those chains that are holding us back. And God willing, when we cross this threshold into the new year and come out of Rosh Hashanah, we should believe and know that we are going with that fresh slate and nothing from the previous year should be holding us back. Now, just to discuss a little bit about this week's Parsha, the Parsha begins with, Atem nitzavim hayom kulchem lefnei Hashem elokeichem, Rashechem, Shifteichem, Ziknechem, Shaitechem, Kol Ish Yisrael. You are standing today, all of you, before Hashem your God, the heads of your tribes, your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel. And the verses continue to include all the different people of the, Jew of the Jewish nation that are to be included in this covenant, meaning everybody from the, the leaders, to the simple people, to men, women, children, 
everyone is included. Now, it's very interesting. The commentaries explain, and if you look in Rashi, he brings down from a medrash that the reason it says, Atem Nitzavim Hayom, you are still standing today. It's interesting. Why is the Parsha beginning, you're still standing? It doesn't really fit the, the, the message of what Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to do. He's about to enter the Jewish people into a covenant. And he begins with, you're still standing here today? So the Medrash explains that after hearing the curses of Kisavo, which we discussed last week, the hair-raising klalos, the admonition that is given to the Jewish people if they don't follow the Torah, the Jewish nation became scared. They became green from fright. And they thought to themselves, we're doomed. We are never going to survive. It's impossible. And you know, even learning the Parsha, a person could sometimes get a feeling of how are we supposed to do this? It seems like we're walking a uh, very, very narrow plank, tip a little bit one way, and we're done. So the Jewish people were extremely frightened and, and scared. So Moshe Rabbeinu begins this week's Torah portion with Atem Nitzavim Hayom. You are still standing here today that despite you hearing all these curses, you have sinned. You did the sin of the golden calf. You did the sin of the spies, but you're still here. You're still around. God hasn't destroyed you. That the message that Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convey to the Jewish people was not that you shouldn't take God seriously. It was not that the, the curses are not something which are real. It means that Hashem is not out to destroy us. He's out to build us. And I think if we could understand this idea clearly, it helps us have a better understanding of the curses and the relationship between the Jewish people and God. We know that out of all the nations of the world, the only people that are still around today are the Jewish people. Romans are no more. Greeks are no more. Persians are no more. The nations come and go. There's only one nation that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And that's the Jewish people. Now, what's the reason that we're still here? What's the secret of our success? Of the fact that we're still going. We're still going strong even. The fact that we're able to withstand the certain challenges, the persecutions, the exiles, the hardships. It wasn't because we lived the life of luxury and everything's just been going great. It's because of the challenges we've faced. It's because of the curses that have come upon us and they have come upon us. I'm not taking away from the pain and suffering that people have faced throughout the generations. But what I'm saying is that what made us into a people it was the challenges and hardships and curses, quote-unquote, that God has sent our way. And that has made us into this nation that we're able to withstand being killed, being persecuted, being whatever, you name it, it's happened. And we're still here and we're thriving. So that was Moshe, that was Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convey to the Jewish nation. You're still around. 
that you're eternal. God and the Jewish people are one and he will never forsake you. And that's what the Pusuk is telling us. That's what the verse is teaching us. You're still here today, all of you, before Hashem. So even though the curses and following the path of Torah is a serious thing, doing what's right and not veering off the path is something which we need to be careful in. We have to remember that when challenges do come our way, it's something which is made to build us as a nation and as an individual. And that's something we can take for ourselves as well on a personal level, not just for a national um, issue, but on on a, a personal side as well. That when we have something that comes in our direction, we should take it and run with it. We pray every day that we should not have a challenge. That God should not give us challenges. But we believe that once God gives us a challenge, we should embrace it and we have the ability to overcome it. Another thought I wanted to share about this week's Parsha is from the end of the Parsha. The Parsha, the Parsha finishes with a beautiful message about the accessibility of studying Torah. It's not far from us. It's, it's something we can do. And the verse reads as follows. For this commandment that I command you today, it is not hidden from you and it is not distant. It is not in heaven for you to say, who can ascend to heaven for us and take it for us so that we can listen to it and perform it? Nor is it across the sea for you to say, who can cross the other side of the sea for us and take it for us so that we can listen to it and perform it? Rather, the matter is very near to you, in your mouth and in your heart to perform it. That the verses are speaking about the Torah. That a person shouldn't say to himself, I can't study Torah, it's, it's something which is too foreign to me. It's very interesting because the Gemara in Nida states that when a child is in the womb of their mother, they learn the entire Torah. And before a child is born, a malach, an angel, hits the child on the lip and he forgets all his Torah. The question is asked is, what's the point of the, of the fetus studying the entire Torah if it's going to be forgotten anyways? The angel hits the fetus, the baby on the, on the, on the lip before he or she comes out and, he, and it forgets everything. So why did the angel teach the baby the Torah to begin with? And the answer to that is tied to this week's Parsha. Rabbi Yosef Dov Silovechik explains that thanks to the angel teaching the fetus Torah, every Jew has a natural affinity to the study of Torah. It might not be exposed, it might be deep down. And therefore, when, when this person is given the opportunity to study, there's a certain natural affinity to it. It's not foreign. It's something which they have a certain acclimation to already. And the, and the lesson which I believe we could take out of this is that many times we say to ourselves that there's things holding us back from being the Jew we want to be. And the Torah is telling us that when it comes to performance of mitzvos, our study of Torah, there's always excuses that we can make. And we have to 
believe, know within ourselves that it's something that it's not far from us, it's not across the sea, it's, it's in our hearts. It's the, it's, it's the desire within ourselves to make a resolution for us to do the right thing. And when we make that decision that we want to do what's right and we want to make that change for the better, God's going to help us. You know, this generation, we're blessed with access to this podcast that no matter where you are in the world, you have, you have the ability to listen to a, a class, a Torah class. There's, there's resources for people who are English speakers, French speakers, Hebrew speakers, Spanish speakers. You name it, we got it. So I believe that it's an added to the Torah is telling us that when it comes to study of Torah and doing mitzvos, you know, there's always an opportunity for us to say there's a reason it's too far, it's across the sea, it's too far into us, but we have to know it's about our decision. It's in our heart, it's close to us. And if we make that decision to go forward, to take that step, to do that action, then God will help us and we'll be able to make that change and be the person we want to be. So with that, I'm going to finish for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomacom with a K at gmail.com. Everyone have a great day, a good Shabbos, and a Shana Tovah.